Media. How are you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is unscripted and in your face. Uh, gang, let me tell you right off the top, it was tough to get Pinker to uh, do this podcast because he still is overwhelmed by the excitement uh, delivered by the French Open. Welcome once again to uh, Unscripted and well, in your face. French can, Open. She was I, French I, I, and it was open. I can see this line. Uh, <laughs> this line is going to die. What? You know, with no help from you whatsoever. What do you want me to do? I open up and try to be a little bit funny and get the get the ball rolling. Well, what do you look, do? We know who the funny guy is in the podcast. It's not you. So what do you want me to do? How can I help you? <laughs> there he goes. Can you help me? Let, let me count. Can I way. tell you something? I'm really glad about our last podcast. I think it was edgier than the last couple of weeks because I've been getting a few emails saying, "Pinker, you, you guys are not as edgy as uh, you know as as, as uh, you need to be." So I think I think we've got our mojo back. Well, we had we also had great topicality. I mean, we ended, you know, with uh, with that talk about therapy. And once again, by the way, uh, for those of you scoring at home, this is unscripted and in yes. your face with uh, Jeff Pinkus from uh, WYND Radio, the, the man who does the Man Show every man Sunday. Show. And yours truly, Chad Kapik. We are brought to you by the marvelous people. Make no mistake, there is nobody better than John Coyne and American Taxi. You know, Pinker, the last time we were talking, you and I had made a determination that we should go to therapy, to therapy together. I think it's an awesome I, idea. I, I have this vision of you and I going into a we should go a, to a, gay a, a Michigan Avenue. We should ther- going into a no, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be that far. We don't, out of no, bounds. we don't have to say that. What we, we do is we, we, we go we, we go to a Michigan Avenue therapist. And it's got to be a, it's got to be a woman who's about five foot one. Yeah, and I walk in and I have to start crying. And I, I talk about Pinker. What Pinker a, just doesn't understand me. That'd be great. We, and we'll tell her we're podcast partners, <laughs> and we need to find a way to get along because what's going on on the air is spilling off. And then the she'll air. go, hold on, Sigmund Freud yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, we tell her what that is. Say, <laughs> no, no, no listing. We do an internet broadcast. That's sure worth a deuce. We do an internet broadcast. We're good friends, and we have a relationship. We sell our podcast together. We're, we're together all the time, and we're just not getting along. And I could say, I think it's his ego. I don't think he shows me any respect. Then you start crying. And I'll say, he doesn't show me any respect. So, of course, I have to, you know, get onto it on the radio. I have to, you know, push him a little bit, give him a little bit of a hard time to get my, you know, get my point across. He's sensitive. See, look, he was crying, and I deserve the respect. I don't care if I've been in this business for only four years, but it's not the quality, it's the quantity, it's the quality of time. And I start screaming a little bit. She goes, now calm down, you're angry. Yes. I am. They all love when you give them the angry no, spiel. No, Jeff, I think this is important. You're, <laughs> you're, you're getting your thoughts on the table, and Chet, I think it's really imperative that you listen intently and understand what Pinker has to say, at which point I'm going to say, listen, you ditzy broad, if you're buying this load of, if you're buying this load of crap from this moron, you're, see? you're see? nuttier than we are. You see? He doesn't show me any respect. All right, this now, is my here, point. Here. He doesn't show me any respect. Speaking of therapists, you walked me right into this. What all is right? it? Ask Amy. Here we go. Oh, another genius. Dear, dear Dr. Amy, dear Dr. Pinker. No, I'm not the doctor. I'm the, this I'm is the patient. Amazing. This is amazing. Now, you're, you're not going to believe He this. doesn't listen to me. You are not going to believe Yes, this I one. will. Read it. Dear Dr. Pinker, yeah. I work in a private therapy practice with wonderful people. It's my dream job. How in the heck can that be your dream job? Because she's effed up. The only problem is one partner insists on bringing her two dogs to the <laughs> office. <laughs> now, wait, it gets better. 
<laughs> At the beginning, I thought the dogs were uh, cute as they the roamed dogs, the office are... and greeted clients. Then I realized she was making our secretaries responsible for them as they roamed around. Though many of our clients love the dogs, last year one of the dogs began viciously barking at our clients, especially children. The barking frightened me, especially after I had to get between the barking dog and a small child. I spoke to the partner about it, and she made efforts to keep her dogs in her office, but soon resumed letting them roam free. She views her dogs as an extension of her family and refuses to leave them at home. Mm-hmm. Signed, Terrified Therapist. <laughs> Lady, I think you need a therapist. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine going? Can you imagine walking into some some joint where you're where you're talking to a doctor who's who's billing out at two hundred and fifty bucks an hour, and and some dogs and, humping on your leg? Here here is this here is this giant collie, you know, shedding all over your and humping your leg while you're, while you're sitting in the waiting room. I'm horny. <laughs> I got a problem. I mean, can you, well, these, these, and these people write into this lady. Well, I was, I was curious to know I mean, what's her response. That's, I'm curious to know. I never asked, but I'm curious to know her response. Uh, dear Terrified. It's not even worth her response. Dear Terrified, I realize that therapists are capable of creating or perpetuating dysfunction in their own lives, <laughs> but give me a moment to process this. <laughs> Great answer, Amy. <laughs> you know what I'd do if I was the therapist? Uh, I'd take a gun out, but I wouldn't shoot the dogs. <laughs> I'd shoot the partner. Horrible. How do you, you know what? And the whole th- look at. I mean, it's like different strokes for different folks. To me, the ther- look, we're all screwed up. Seriously. Everybody, here's how I look at it. I really do. I look at it, everybody has got a book to write. You, me, Levy, every single person listening to this particular broadcast. I don't care if the book's 100 pages or 1,000. You want to play victim, you want to blame, or do you want to say, hey, this is the deal. We all can talk about mom and dad or the coach or the teacher or the uncle or whatever. You just got to get through life. Uh, it's you not left easy. Out, you left out the probation officer. Them too. <laughs> I mean, really. If you just got and you can't look in the mirror, and it's like when people go, you should complain to me about, say, a job. Say, you know what? Don't bitch. Look in the mirror. You took the job. You said yes. You don't like the boss? Quit. I mean, you took the job. You might, your boss might be a jerk off. Fine. Or guys will bitch about their wives. You asked her, didn't you, dummy? You asked. She said yes. You, it's your fault. You know, you have to have a. Well, you know, my, my you wife. Have, you have to be accountable. My, my wife, Anna. Yeah. Actually. Ex. Actually proposed to me. And you said yes, I could do. No, the proposal was the proposal was as follows: either you marry me, or I'm out of here. So she gave you the clothes. And I'd left Chicago at that time. I'd gone down to Indianapolis to sportscast on the CBS oh, TV. Would she get a gem? <laughs> <laughs> what a gem you are to marry! Oh God! Can you? I mean, really? Can you imagine being married to me? Not God, no. Or me? I mean, even I, even I admitted, because first of all. Those people like you and I who elect to get in the profession that we're in oh, great. Profession. Are, are consumed by the profession. True. Everything else becomes secondary. That's true. I mean, that's just a fact of life. I will say that that's. I think that's good. It's in all seriousness, on one hand, I always say, gosh, I wish I got into this 25, 30 years ago. But on the other hand, I was somewhat of a normal you know, dad and attended events, and I was able to raise my kids. Now that one daughter moved to New York, and my son's a junior in school, so I can uh, be allowed, in my mind, to be consumed. Seriously, weren't you ever, because um, you're a good guy, you love your kids, I know you do, weren't you ever like, um, you know, challenged, you know, like, you know, you, you, like pulled and pushed because you didn't no. that? You weren't. No, honest to gosh. You weren't. I never was. All right, you, I never was. You didn't I, care. I, and probably because I'm an only child. Oh, so you were selfish. Yeah. 
right. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, when I when I left Chicago, see, this is therapy. When I left Chicago <laughs> in 1994, right now, to go to New York, yeah, it was completely selfish. It was. I was making a lot of money here in town, yeah. uh-huh. the whole nine yards. Yeah. Had a marvelous, marvelous gig, but I wanted to play on the biggest dance floor in the world. Did the kids come with in Indiana, or did they stay here? Uh, no, the Ann and the kids went. We were out there for four years, for gosh sakes. Okay. Had a wonderful home, the whole nine yards. But it was a, it was a very selfish move on my part to uproot them from a lifestyle they loved, all because I wanted to work in New York. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when my marriage began to uh, crumble, began to fly south at roughly you know three hundred miles an hour. When you moved. Hey, by the way, speaking, you know, this whole oil spill thing. Can you tell me why the Cubs and White Sox? Are still playing for the BP Trophy. You know, I have no. Can you idea. tell me why the Cubs and White Sox you know, would divorce themselves you know, from BP with everything that's going down? It's horrible. In you the know, Gulf. You know this BP thing. It's for those of you that you know. I'm sure you know about the oil spill. I re, I, I was in an event last Thursday night. I have a gentleman I met there. He is so. It's hitting Florida, folks. It's hitting the USA. It's hitting. It's hitting. Um, um, what's that? That 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 town of? Let me tell you, pal. Destin, as you know, that's in Florida. I own property on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Pensacola. That's what I'm thinking. That's what Pensacola. It's, it's going to drift its way from Pensacola all the way down beyond Fort Myers. <laughs> I, I I hear bells, Pinker. It must be the end of round four. <laughs> it's a technical producer leaving to open up the door. This is it's it's eventually it is eventually going to going to going to drift its way right down. Right down the Gulf of Mexico, all the way down to the to, to, to the to the bottom of Florida, and your and your tourist traffic in Florida is not going to be the same for ten years. Not only that, I'm telling you that. And this gentleman made a real good point. He said, "I'll tell you what, if we get hurricanes down there, he's not." He said, "You're going to have oil up here." He said, "It's going to blow like crazy." Now, he wasn't trying to doom and gloom, but you know what? I never thought of that. He said, "And he's a guy in Destin, Florida." He said, "The values are bad enough into the toilet. Real estate market is now. We're going to have oil coming up to our beach." Oh, in Pensacola and Destin and God knows where. It's horrible stuff. I don't know why they're playing for BP. You see, here's what's interesting. Every time you watch a TV report mm-hmm. about what's going on right now with uh, people in Louisiana, for example, they always show you beachfront property. Hello, it's not just about the guy who has the who has the parasailing operation right. on the beachfront. Right. It's not about the guy who's, who's selling snow cones. It's the bars, it's the restaurants, it's the clothing stores, because all of a sudden, people in Chicago, people in New York, people in Philly, you know, shall we say your, your, your northern, uh, uh, snowbirds, yeah, they ain't going anywhere near that place. And I don't blame them. Because, because the vibe is, the vibe is misery. It is misery. Who the hell wants to go away for the winter or if you, or, or if you can, or if some people don't have a home, maybe they, they leave for six weeks, they can go to, you know, Mexico, then go somewhere, go to California now, or go to Arizona. Hold on, stop, Pinker. Guess what? What? I'm, I'm, I have an unconfirmed report from CNN that Aramis Ramirez of the Cubs just got a base hit. <laughs> God, are you on the Cubs? I, I you know. Well, it's, it's a $144 million dysfunctional collection of bums. It is. It really is. Isn't but, it? but I'll tell you, I, I, I love Starlin Castro, and I'm crazy about Ty Colvin, and I love Andrew Cashin. I don't even know who these guys are. 
I have become such a non-fan, Chet. I am so disgusted with them. I haven't seen three innings all well, year. Well, let me tell you what's I interesting. Disgust- People said to me let the other me, day, let me tell you what's Are you a White Sox fan? I said, no, on the contrary, I am a Cub fan that has so had it with them. I just won't even, I won't even, if you told me right now, because I know that you're good friends with Dave Abrams, let's give him a little plug, Skybox on Sheffield. If you said to me, well, you, I would go with, because I like his, 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 we're pals. But if we went to Skybox on Sheffield, I'd be schmoozing and, to- oh, we'd have a ball game. Who oh, Skybox. Uh, okay. Skybox is not really about watching the ball. Oh, but I'm saying, I don't care anymore. I really don't care. Becoming different. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, you do care. I don't. They suck. I'm so tired of a team stinking. White Sox, I don't well, care about here, more of the Here other. is what's interesting about baseball in Chicago right now. The White Sox are down 3,000 fans a game from 2009. The Cubs are down 1,500 fans a game from I think Cubs really down? Yeah. Now, that might, that might not seem like a lot, but 1,500 fans a game translates to over, to over $100,000 in revenue a game. Yeah, so it takes so it's let's probably one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in revenue. All right, so take fifteen times. I'm saying fifteen times eighty home games is one hundred and twenty thousand at a hundred thousand dollars. One hundred. That's a million. Five. So if you dip from two point three million down to uh, two 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 down one. to uh, yeah, it's only a hundred thousand. Only a hundred thousand. I'm just saying. You know how many salaries that pays? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going to. It pays a million and a half dollars. It's a lot of uh, a lot of front office people. I hear you. Which is why right now both of our ball clubs uh, shouldn't be thinking about this year because both ball clubs are are frankly awful. They should be thinking about unloading payroll. That's what you do right now when you are dysfunctional. They will give me by the end of the June. They'll be unloading payroll. Hey, by the way, I saw a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the only place you can go see a movie anymore where. There's actual dialogue, and there's some legitimacy. Is the Landmark in Century Theater. <laughs> or in Mexico. <laughs> Is where? I saw a movie called Holy no, Wars. No, seriously, what's theater? In Cent- Landmark Century Theater. Where's that? It's over on uh, Clark Street, Clark and Diversity. Okay. And I went to see a film called Holy Rollers. Right. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's about a group of Hasidic Jewish people mm-hmm. who lived in Brooklyn in 1998. It's only 11 years ago. This one young Jewish guy. Yeah. Obviously, you know, isn't really, shall we say, following the path. He's selling ecstasy. Uh-huh. He's moving ecstasy from uh, Kennedy mm-hmm. over to uh, Antwerp, Belgium, and over to uh, Amsterdam. And he recruits these young kids mm-hmm. who are uh, rabbis in waiting for all practical right. purposes. You know, and uh, trying to make a little a, gelt. There's a there, there's a, there's a subplot about this uh, this this one kid who really wants to marry this girl in the worst way, but the family will not arrange the marriage. Without without, you know, getting long and elaborate, go see the film because it is so thoughtful and it ends in such a dramatic way, you will love it. Alright, I'll see it. Holy rollers. I mean how many films how many films can you see anymore where there's actual dialogue? Or, or you if, said if, th- if forty people don't die in the first twelve seconds you've lost the audience. Or or that actually make you think. Yeah, give it a little <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one thing. Folks. One thing about this place. We work, we work technically speaking, in a place that would rival Warner Brothers. <laughs> we, we, folks, I have to tell you, for, for us to do this, and me, I drive over an hour, I drive an hour. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you drive here from Fond du Lac, for uh, heaven's sakes. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. All right, let's talk about, uh, hey, how much time we're almost out of here. Well, we, right. we have a couple of minutes. I have a couple of minutes. So now we, we broadcast on Mondays, of course. We do this twice a week. By the time 
Most people hear this podcast the way Levy works. We'll be next Tuesday. <laughs> the Stanley Cups will be over. All right, so who do we like in Game 6? The Hawks, we, as we know, did a great job last night. Thank you very much for coming to my show and giving me that little commentary. I couldn't hear you, but you saw, I heard you. We could have a dialogue. But what 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 do you think is going to happen in Game 6 in Philly on Wednesday night? Game 6, Philly on Wednesday night. Uh, first of all, you have uh, a big issue with uh, uh, Chris Pronger. Mm-hmm. Who played miserably in Game Five? Maybe might have might have come up with the worst big game performance in the Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. I have ever seen by a so-called franchise player. This guy was in line to win the Conn Smythe Trophy as postseason uh, MVP. Right. He was brutal. Finished with a minus five. He was on the ice for six Blackhawk goals. He was in the penalty box for the seventh Blackhawk goal. Prongers. Pronger's legs looked like jello. But he's going to rebound. He's got, he's got two days to rest He'll be as fine. we speak right now. So I think he will respond. The question is, which one of their goaltenders Philly will go with, and will he respond? But my gut tells me, home ice, the nutcases in Philadelphia, I think you're going to have a seventh game in Chicago, which the Blackhawks will win. And finally, the hardware, after a dry spell of 49 years, will wind up back in the Windy City. And who do you think, just pick one, for it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, who do you think is going to be in goal? Leighton or, or the other guy? Uh, Boucher? I, right? I, I would still go with Leighton. Okay. He's my guy. Right. Leighton's your guy. All right, pal. All right, folks. That is a wrap. I mean, chat, folks. That is a wrap. Uh, we, we highly recommend uh, that if you open up a psychiatric practice, <laughs> don't bring your dog. <laughs> and if you do, make sure you put our pictures up there because if, if the, the, the tagline should be, if we can help them, we can help anybody. And by the way, I'll be at Myron and Phil's as, uh, as, we, as we tape this. I'll be at Myron and Phil's tonight for... Uh, for uh, Pinker's uh, cigar party, where, where my picture was still on the wall. I actually had my own hair when that picture was taken. <laughs> for once, you made a joke about I was going to say, you're, you're, I was going to refrain from saying you didn't have plugs back then, but you brought it up, so. Shut up. All right. All right, Chet. All right, John Coyne, American Taxi. American Taxi is the best. We thank them for the uh, marvelous effort they put forth for our men and women who have served uh, over the years in the uh, armed forces. We thank them for their quality service, and we thank them for their support in general. American Taxi brings you unscripted and in your face. So long, everybody.